You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Voters have no shortage of issues on top of their mind going into the midterm elections. But as polling has shown, the top issues appear to be both the economy and inflation. The president tried to address both of those concerns yesterday. He was out in Cleveland, Ohio. The president trying to make the case that he believes the U.S. economy is better off now than it was when he took office about a year and a half ago. But the president also admitting that inflation is still something that's on the top of his mind, too. We got a long way to go because of inflation, because of the I call it the Putin tax increase. Putin because of gasoline and all that grain he's keeping from being able to get to the market. Now I'm fighting like hell to lower costs on things that you talk about around your kitchen table. Yeah, what are you talking about around your kitchen table? Putin? Inflation? Blame Putin? Let's have some more Putin? I'd like another server in the Putin. Give me a break. July 7, 2022. I do hope You had a great July 4th holiday weekend, and you took time to honor those who made this country and our independence happen. And, of course, they had to deal with the tragedy in Highland Park, Illinois, and one that might have been carried out in Madison, Wisconsin. We are live streaming at Rumble.com. You can go to Rumble.com, enter in the search engine, one word, Larry Connors, USA. It'll put you on right to our Rumble page. You'll see previous postings. You can also push live and watch live. If you can't watch live now, later go to the Rumble.com page and pull up previous postings. It's like watching me on TV. But, yes, I get a little more, more, a little bit more over the top here. It's my program, and I can do it. It's not claiming to be a news program. Same thing at the beginning of the next hour. We call it news and commentary, clearly labeling it for you, letting you know I'm not just trying to be news. I'm giving you viewpoints. See, that's a big difference between what you get from some of the state-controlled media. They want to act like they're giving you news and only news and facts and facts and facts, when in most cases it's lie, half lie, full lie, not fact. I get that out of my system. I'll remind you also if you need to listen to the program later, and I encourage you to do so. It's at Larry Connors USA. You can subscribe. We'll send it to you. Won't cost you a thing. And you can share it with others. I know many of you do, and I appreciate it. And I'll tell you some stories about that in a moment. So this thing that happened the other day in Highland Park, Illinois, it's a kind of a deal that Somebody's looking for a gathering. Now, we put all the protection we can around schools when we fortify them, and I definitely am in favor of doing that. When we put all the protection around our federal government officials and buildings and states, I'm in favor of that as well. You still have to go about your life. And you go to a street 
in Highland Park, Illinois, to watch a July 4th parade? You take your kids to see the parade, to wave the American flag, and somebody shows up to slaughter them. Why? Simply because he wanted to. And there are a lot of questions about if this guy had been red flagged and weapons removed from his house repeatedly, how the hell did he ever go in again? And yet, and what I hear again from the left is we need more gun control laws. Enforce the laws you have, then talk to me. In the meantime, shut up until these funerals have passed for these people. I do want to take a moment before we go to break to thank uh, Pastor Randy Thompson, uh, Randy Thompson, Randy Mayfield for filling in for me while I was gone last week. I was uh, listening to the first hour because you can listen online. You can go to our app. It's on my page at LarryConnorsUSA.com. Tells you exactly how to listen. You don't even have to download it. Just open it up. I'm sitting there playing poker. Yeah, I'm playing in the World Series. And I only came back for today to pick up my belongings to leave. Because I won the World Series. I'm leaving and I'm going. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to go. But I'm... See, there's another lie. (laughs) And it came from me this time. I didn't win. I'm 0 for 3 on the tournaments I played. Thank God I could take money off people in cash without having to pull a pistol. Just use my cards and what brain power I have. I thank you for joining us. Lock and load. Ready on the right. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. I personally know at least three people who got sick from mold. It's not uncommon for homes, businesses to have a leak somewhere, and it doesn't take long for mold to start growing. Well, of course, I recommend Wellington Environmental. You don't want a company that's just going to clean up the water. Wellington has 34 years of experience. In fact, hospitals often have Wellington inspect and treat mold. Do what they do. Call 314-644-4930. Call Wellington for a mold inspection, air testing, professional remediation. 314-644-4930. 314-644-4930. A rated with the Better Business Bureau. Wellington Environmental. Your world. Cleaner. Better. Safer. Be well with Wellington. I want to thank my friends at John Bill Roofing for sponsoring this segment of Larry Connors USA. John Bill Roofing, covering homes, businesses throughout the Midwest with the best quality, lowest price. John Beal Roofing. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF. Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Even with a heavy military presence along the Eagle Pass border, this group of undocumented immigrants crossed the Rio Grande. 
According to Eagle Pass Chief of Police Federico Garza, this has once again become an increasingly common sight in the last month, and his team is overwhelmed. Police agencies are, have big challenges coming through, uh, not only from illegal immigration, active shooter, and everything else that come with it. So we're really being stretched to thin. Border Patrol Del Rio sector reports a total of 2,915 apprehensions over the weekend, which is where additional troopers will arrive to the border under orders of Governor Greg Abbott. The Texas Department of Public Safety is creating two strike teams to detect, deter, and apprehend unlawful crossings of illegal immigrants. Those are the words of those who are watching closely what's happening with our border, and it is getting way out of control. Here's the situation we have going on right now. Since the federal government and Joe Biden, by taking his oath of office, swearing to protect the United States of America, has failed and is failing as I speak. He'll be failing again tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after until suddenly he realizes this is a mistake, but I don't think he will. I don't think he'll realize it any more than he did on gas prices. That report was, again, also, it's a mixture of the border, it's the gas prices, it's the economy stupid, it's everything rolled into one. We have gas prices beginning to hover a little bit, even maybe a penny up, a penny down. And folks are thinking, oh, it's all over. Everything's doing better now. No, it's not. It's going to get worse. The problem is what it is is a false alarm. And and let me put it this way. They have just shut off the alarms. That's what they've done because they don't want you to see and do too much. And this, this idea that we're going to drops I'm sorry we're, we're talking now and I, I got so many things here on my plate here I'm looking at what we're going to do later on the gas prices I'll spend more time on it later it's it's the kind of thing that hits you in the face every day but what's happening at the border you might not think is hitting you in the face every day and yet it is and because the US government the Department of Homeland Security the Department of Immigration and Customs, the Border Patrol agents, Alejandro Mayorkos, the head of our Department of Homeland Security, because they're not doing their, and believe me, many of these agents would love to do their J-O-B. They've been trained for it. They're ready for it. But they're being handcuffed. They're being sent to centers where a bunch of kids showed up. We need help get baby formula. And then a truck passes through some checkpoints that should have been checked, and dozens of illegals locked inside the van that in the Texas heat without any air, without any water. They die. Some survive. Some barely survive to get out of the van. Then they die at the hospital. And let me tell you something else. It's, it's, it's easy for you to live... You know, in, oh, let's say, say, middle America, Missouri, Ohio, all of these areas, or even farther north, all the way to south of North Dakota, Washington State, 
and you think the water issue just doesn't bother you that much so far. But it's coming. It's coming as sure as a map shows you a hurricane is building in the Atlantic and it's gaining strength and getting bigger and bigger. But you go about your life. You're living down in southern Florida. You don't see anything but blue skies. And then you see gray skies and no big deal. It gives it a little relief from the temp. A little rain. That's okay. A little higher wind. Okay. A little heavier rain. Ah. And then more wind and more rain. The analogy I always love. Lobsters. Lobsters plucked out of the ocean. And they get used to the cold in the ocean, don't you imagine? Yeah, God, God made them that way. And they get put into a little pot that's a little warm water. Well, this feels kind of nice. The water's nice and warm. It feels good. Isn't it fun? It's nice. It's getting a little hot, though. It's getting a little hotter. It's... Damn, it's getting hot. And, and pretty soon... They're not thinking with their little lobster minds at all anymore. They're dead. They're cooked. And the way we're going right now with this U.S. of A. and our open border, we're all going to be cooked if we don't put a stop to it. So what they have done now is they've heard the citizens that live along the counties complain and complain. They've been doing it and being pretty much ignored by the state-controlled media of today, the mainstream media, when Obama was in office, they just didn't get a chance to get their voices heard. Well, they're still speaking out. They're still saying the very stories they were saying in the beginning. Listen. I'm here to let you know that uh, the invasion is real and that we are doing the best we can with the limited manpower. America doesn't know. They don't know what's happening here. And we're here to try to change that. Um, We don't want to lose America. We don't want to lose America. Do you? Parts of South Texas, Arizona, California, they are pretty much considered parts of northern Mexico right now by the populace. And this is not an offensive remark against Latinos, those here legally. I'm talking about the illegals coming in. And they're really, in many cases, not even Mexican anyway. They came from the Triangle to the South. Now, let me give you an interesting story. I'm I'm in a cab or an Uber, I can't recall, the other day in Vegas. And the guy is telling me that he is from... uh, Africa, Africa, as a matter of fact. I thought he said Oxaca in Mexico. And I said, well, I like Mexico. Well, no, you didn't hear me. I said, I said, okay, I'm sorry. I said, well, since we're speaking, what do you think about that? He said, they shouldn't come here like that. That's not right. I came here 20 years ago. I said, are you an American? Oh, yes, I'm American. I'm glad to be here. Here in America, I do what I want. I, You know, I have a job. I, I have... 
I have a family and everything. And I know other people, they came and they built a bigger business, and they do better than me, but that's okay. We all have a freedom. And he did say, I understand people that live in these countries, they want to have a better life. Wouldn't you? If you had a terrible life, wouldn't you? I mean, if you lived in, you're not going to like it if I use this word again, but I'm going to use it anyway. Donald Trump said they're living in shitholes and want to get out of there. They know it is. They want out. I also ran into another driver. This one from Ethiopia. He also was glad to get out 20-plus years ago. He also is a U.S. of A citizen, very proud to be an American. He did go back to his country four years ago to visit relatives and friends and felt sad to see the state they're still living in. They're all applying for passports. I told him, I said, they might as well just gather some of those gathering down along the border and come on in anyway. And he kind of chuckled a little bit. I don't know if he's thinking, hey, we already figured that out. We don't need a white boy to tell us. Anyway, they are living in the S-hole they want to get out of. And we've got people living in Europe that are in better conditions, certainly far, far better than you find in Africa. They want to get out. They want to come to the USA. Is there any other country in the world where people are demanding, let us in, let us in, and cheating to get here if they can? I I had to stop and recall because I had so many different conversations. I, I like to learn about people where I am. And, again, it's a driver, an Uber, a taxi, I don't recall. And I think he might have said he is from Ethiopia, too, or Ghana. I can't recall. And I said, what was your thought the first time you came? He came as a little boy. And you walk into one of our supermarkets, and you see all the food. He said, oh, it was heaven. We never see that many food, all that food, all in one place. He said, then we find Americans waste a lot of it and throw it away. We would eat that. Of course he would. And we are wasteful in many ways. But I said, isn't it kind of funny to you that you, being from Ghana or Ethiopia, whatever it is, and the other one was, I said, and you've been hearing the news of the state-controlled media. This is a systemically racist country. And that you, you should have been here anyway. You shouldn't be coming. But they do continue. So Governor Abbott and other counties along his state have decided we will form our own militia. We will protect our borders. We are under invasion. 
This clearly shows how bad the states are feeling right now as far as the, the crisis goes. These counties are not Republican counties. If you look at two of them, Valverde and Maverick County, they're Democrat counties. And they clearly know that they are shouldering the burden of everything that's going on as far as illegal immigration goes. They have to deal with all the drownings. It's not the federal government that steps in and takes care of those bodies. It's the counties that have to do it. They have to deal with all of the drugs that are coming in. It's not the federal government. It's the counties. They have to deal with the crime. They know that this situation can be controlled, but it's going to take the White House's support to get it done. And the White House just isn't doing anything about it. So the states are now having to step in. They're having to look at, at how they can exercise their authorities under the Constitution. And, and I'm hoping that the states are willing to do everything that they can and, and let it go to the courts. Let the courts determine whether or not the states can, in fact, do this. As long as they do what they can, it will, sh it will shine the spotlight on what needs to be done. And it needs to be done. That is Brandon Judd former head of the uh, Border Patrol Council, saying this is how bad it's gotten, and these counties know we are under invasion. Now, for them, they're on the front line of the invasion. They see it daily. They know it's coming. They can see them coming in the horse. The, the video over the weekend has been one of these things where people are swimming across some of them look like they're near drowning. Some have been pulled out and saved by Border Patrol agents. Others drown and they disappear in the water. They're never to be singing again. But they were determined to come to the U.S. of A. Many of those probably wanted to come here just to have a better life. I don't blame them for that. But the problem is that we have a legal immigration system. A system Everyone else is following the rules. You think you're so, you can cut in line, right? I nearly got in a fight with a guy at the World Series of Poker over something like that. I'll discuss that coming up later. But first, how deadly fentanyl is for this nation. of it literally could kill about 200,000 people. And you're saying, how is that? Well, fentanyl is about 50 times more potent or toxic than heroin. And when it is mixed into counterfeit pills, say pain medications, just a speck too much is enough to kill you. Well, one day last month, we were with Colorado police and they found 118 pounds in one car. This amount, according to DEA, could kill up to 31 million people. You are looking at a historic haul of illicit fentanyl from June 20th from a bust on a Colorado highway. This, by and large, is the biggest seizure in Colorado, and I would argue the biggest seizure in the United States out of a motor vehicle on our highways. Captain Bill Barkley's smuggling, trafficking, interdiction section at the Colorado State Patrol counts 24 members, including eight canines. We've seized over 367 pounds of fentanyl, which is a 389% increase over last year. And I would say the majority of our seizures come from the cartels in Mexico. DEA Administrator Ann Milgram says that by the numbers, this is unlike anything she's ever seen. 
DEA has interdicted fentanyl counterfeit pills in every single U.S. state and territory. It's everywhere. In Mexico, criminal drug trafficking networks, they're sourcing chemicals from Chinese chemical companies that's then flooding into the United States. We are at the deadliest moment in what is the deadliest drug epidemic in American history. Josh Stein is the attorney general of North Carolina, where illicit fentanyl caused some 70 percent of all fatal overdoses in 2020. Even worse, says Stein. More than three quarters of all teens who are dying of overdoses have fentanyl in their system. It's killing America's youth. So about 300 people a day, that's 12 every hour, die of a drug overdose. And according to the CDC, about two-thirds as a result of fentanyl or some other synthetic opioid. Fentanyl. The opioid crisis that we thought we had under control, that everybody was concerned about. Even even the liberals were concerned about the opioid crisis. We got to do something. We got to stop the drug traffickers. And yet they are the very same ones that said, we don't need no border security. Let anyone and everybody in. And we have, and with them, and you heard in the beginning, they were saying, they don't use people to bring in drugs. They bring them in by truckloads. They bring them in by cars. They fly them in, boat. They do all of that. <laughs> I know that you're not that stupid, but they must think we're that stupid. I, and the drug cartels would have to be stupid. Oh, they're going to stop all the people? Well, we'll find another way to get fentanyl in. And this is a combination of China. China supplying and mixing with the opium and putting it together, getting to Mexico and the drug cartels or Colombia, and then getting it across our border by whatever means possible, be it by a human being, even if they have to swallow, even if they're told at gunpoint, Put these in a condom, wrap it tightly, and swallow it. And when it comes out, bring it to us. I mean, there's so many smuggling efforts around. At the Vegas airport yesterday, there's a canine officer walking around. Now, I don't know what the dog is trained for. I don't know if it's trained to find guns and gunpowder explosives, or drugs. But I'm glad to see him walking around. We are killing our young people. And many of them, let's be honest about it, many of them are the so-called white privileged, liberal, and many of them also the black impoverished non-educated, not conservative, but liberal people. But yes, there are conservative kids in there as well. And I don't care what their political stripes are. They're a child, and we allowed them to take something that's illegal, harmful, and deadly to them. What do you think we should be doing that we're not doing? Let's discuss that when we continue. You can email Larry at... 
LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. One quick way to spot it, look at the sticker price. Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, he wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. All right, so let's break down fentanyl for the next few minutes. I mean, do you really know what it is? You hear the word thrown around. You think you know what opium is. You think you know what heroin is. You know what all, all the illicit drugs are. Marijuana, not so illicit anymore. It can come, fentanyl can come in crystals or crystalline powder. powder. Let's begin there. Once it's in one of those forms, it can then be mixed with other items. And sometimes for the benefit, fentanyl has a valid use. I mean, it can be used uh, to alleviate pain without causing a loss of consciousness. Now, I'm not a doctor. Don't pretend to be one. I'm sharing information from Everyone from the CDC to the FDA to everything else. But I'm going to come to some warnings they have in there. But bear with me for a moment. And you heard the reporter a moment ago holding up a pound of sugar. That a pound of sugar, if it were fentanyl, could kill 200,000 people easily. Probably many more than that. Because we've also been told these little sugar packs you find on your restaurant dining table, if that were filled with fentanyl instead of sugar or saccharin, whatever the hell you got in it, you could kill tens of thousands or close to it. But if it's used properly, and it is, it can alleviate pain. Uh, it depresses central nervous systems, respiratory function that can be good, can be bad, depending on the situation. And it's got to be administered by someone who knows what the hell they're doing. But when you're taking a pill and it's been laced with fentanyl to give you a better high, a little bit more, you know, a little a little fire in your belly or something and until you're dead, you might be enjoying it. Generally, generally, exposure to fentanyl without proper precautions, proper amounts, proper dilution, and prepared by officials, those who know and how to administer it properly, it's fatal. It'll drop an elephant. Do you not think it won't drop you? You kids listening out there, and I have a lot of children I run into. I say children. I should say teenagers, although I've run into some who are below teenage years. 
They say, I listen to you every day I can, or I pull it up on the podcast at night. <laughs> One said, my dad came in and said, heard the voice, and I think I had a clip of a liberal being played. said, what are you listening to? Angry as a child. I didn't want. A, I don't want a liberal in my house. Dad, it's it's Larry Connors, USA. I'm listening to this part of it right now. So the dad sat down, and started listening. Then then he understood why he was playing that clip. I can't recall the case right now, other than that. But here here's the thing. It is estimated fentanyl, estimated to be eighty times as potent as morphine. Morphine is given often. In a serious situation, you've seen at least video, even if you weren't there, uh, Vietnam and other war locations and more recent war locations. That, and, and hit them with some morphine, deaden the pain, just help them out, pass them out, basically, for a while. But fentanyl, in October 2002, this should tell you a lot right here. In 2002, the Russian military reportedly used a fentanyl derivative agent. Now, by derivative, it's been stepped on. It's not the pure crystal because that will definitely kill you, but they mix it up a little bit in a way to disperse it, things of that nature, against terrorists holding hostages in a Moscow theater. Do you remember that? 127 of the hostages died. They thought, if we can get this into the system, in the air system and filtration system, then it'll kill the kidnappers. It did. And 127 hostages. Now, they're calling a claim. It's not clear whether the gas used included other agents. Fentanyl's odorless. You wouldn't know it if if it were there anyway. There's no way you would know. That's why when you report a gas leak, you're not really smelling the gas. The gas is odorless. They put an odorizer in there so you can smell the odorizer. And that's what you smell, and that's when you think, I have a gas leak. Indoor air, it can be released, until my fentanyl again, into an indoor air as fine particles or liquid spray. I'm not telling you folks anything that those who might plan a jihad against this country or some other terrorist act already know. We have all this talk about ban assault weapons when they can't even tell you what an assault weapon is. And it's not a military-grade weapon. A military-grade weapon is automatic. You can fire it semi, but you can also flip it to automatic. So they're lying when they make that statement. We're going to get into that in more detail in the next hour because of the tragedy happened in Illinois over the July 4th holiday. But you know, they don't need that stuff. They can go into the spray camp. They got in there just start spraying around the store like it's a deodorizer. And you're only going to know when people start dropping dead. It can be put into the water. It can be put into food, obviously. It can be released into outdoor areas like a park. I kind of hang suspended. The wind drifts and blows it. Kids playing 400 yards away on a campground, playground, can suddenly start collapsing. No one knows why at first. 
It can be absorbed in the body via inhalation, oral exposure or ingestion, or even skin contact. Now, here's a key point. Police officers are trained. They don't wear protective gloves whenever they come up on the scene of an accident to prevent getting uh, any blood disease. That's one reason. But with so much fentanyl out there, they got to make sure that whatever they're handling and pull out of that car has not been exposed to fentanyl. You get a touch of that on your skin, and you're going in, you could go into a respiratory attack immediately or at least have some kind of symptoms. So what they recommend, if, you're, if you know it's there and you're going to be dealing with it, they have two different zones, level A, red zone. You got to have a total encapsulating chemical protective suit, chemical resistant gloves, outer, chemical resistant gloves, inner, chemical resistant boots, steel toe and shanks, coveralls, long underwear, hard hat, all this stuff. That's level A. A level B, they'll let you treat a little bit different, level C, so forth and so on. But when it comes to emergency response, they have to be really careful when Police arrive at the scene, like in a meth lab. There's been an explosion. If if this is an explosion in a meth lab, the entire neighborhood has to be considered as possibly exposed at that point. I'm looking at a piece written by a co-director of the Opioid Policy Research Collaboration. This is written in November last year. He said, for the past 20 years, I have been engaged in efforts to end the opioid epidemic as a public health official, researcher, and clinician. And all those years, I've looked on as a number of deaths from drug overdoses setting record new high. And he said over one period recently, 103,000 died, up 25% from the year before. And he's acknowledging it's opioid and often involves fentanyl. And a lot of it jumped during the contamination lockdowns for COVID. Now, how ironic, frighteningly, bizarrely, and tragically ironic, you lock people down to protect them from COVID so they go home and have nothing to do but do drugs. Coming up, our uh, second-in-command, VP Harris, goes to Illinois trying to offer condolences, and what she offers is a mishmash of words that a third-grader could have done a better speech. You know why? Because her heart's not in it. She doesn't really care. Stand by. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at Larry Connors USA. The other day, some listeners saw me in Cafe Napoli, and one said, we see you here all the time. I said, yes, you do. I am the Cafe Napoli ambassador. Truth is, I've been a Napoli customer for decades when there was only the Clayton location, then Town & Country, now St. Charles. 
Trust me, you'll enjoy great food, drinks, service. Cafe Napoli, Clayton, Town & Country, Streets of St. Charles. And tell them the Cafe Napoli ambassador sent you. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. We'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Wow. You know, it's it's a tragic situation that happened in Highland Park shooting the other day. VP Harris went there on behalf of the president. We're going to do more on it on the second hour, and we'll try to stay on the serious side of it. The whole thing is serious, but her remarks are, again, so childish. Like when she's trying to explain Ukraine and Russia. See, Ukraine is a small country next to a bigger country like Russia, which is a bigger country next to a small country like Ukraine. I'm kind of like that. So here she is with more of her word salad pronunciations. Let me read the exact quote. We've got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to take this seriously. Word salad refers often to a combination of words that... What? What was in that salad? Something didn't taste right, seem right, go down right? Hope it comes up right away. Maybe right. She's speaking at this visit of the memorial in Highland Park, Illinois, or rather where they'd gathered the shooting that left seven dead. Like I say, we'll get into that in more detail in the next hour because you can't deny the tragedy, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to poke fun at the, at the tragedy. I'm, and I really am not even trying to talk, poke fun at terrorists. I'm just trying to talk about how bad this woman is. I'm looking at so many different comments here from I'm trying to figure out which one. Oh, here, here's one from uh, what's the name of this group? This is a. Uh, Opoyai, I guess, and it says, let me see how she said, she told them that all this should be taken seriously. That's like somebody hits a home run. That's a great home run. Every home run's a good home run. We got to take this seriously because as serious as you are, because you're forced to take it seriously. She got a lot of criticism, a lot of it on Fox News, which I'll consider the source there. But consider the source as well also on, it went on Twitter. I mean, it was all over Twitter about, can the woman not say something correct? 
One of them put up a picture of uh, Jim Brady, who was shot in the head, if you recall, during the Reagan attempted assassination, and then passed away. And there's caption put with him, and I share this only because it's out there anyway. Me think, why waste time say lot word when few word do trick? Well, I, I don't like the way they do it, putting Brady up there, but the, the essence is clear. You just, you're up there, you don't know what to say, so you just babble. You know, in the Old Testament, they talk about the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel was being risen to a pagan god. And it's declared that, you know, no one would really understand each other. Everybody start talking in different languages. God fixed it so they couldn't understand each other. So it became nothing more than babble. I'm looking at some more comments here that said, oh, this is a picture of her there saying, daily reminder that Harris encouraged her supporters to donate. And this, this is more than just humor here. It's a fact we told you about rep- repeatedly. She encouraged supporters to donate to then the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which bailed out a man accused of raping an eight-year-old. But here, it gives her a chance again to bring in the word assault weapon, which she did. I know the man used a high-powered weapon. I have not heard that it's actually, quote, an assault weapon, cut down, made a shorter stock. I don't know. It may have been. But it's not a military-grade weapon. You're not going to take that into a military zone. One, it's firing basically 22 shots. Secondly, it's not automatic. And going back to our issue about opioid epidemics and who's contributing and who's kind of getting by because of who they are, There's video now emerging of Hunter Biden in January of 2019, 2019, filming himself while he's at Water Wellness, a blue water wellness drug alcohol rehab in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And the video is on his laptop from hell, shows him in a green light floating naked on his back, playing with himself. And he appears again to be having a crack pipe, taking several hits, doing alcohol, doing drugs. Yep, he took it seriously. Coming up, the serious side of Highland Park, Illinois. This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA.